Hello, hello, you guys. Welcome back to Saved Not Soft. I'm your host, Amy Moore, and thanks for returning back. If you're a returner, if this is your first time, hi, my name is Emmy, and this is Saved Not Soft, a Christian podcast that basically navigates the lifestyle of a Christian. This is not a soft journey. This is a hard babe. And I'm here to help you navigate that, to add language to whatever you're going through and the things that God is calling you to be and how to best glorify God. And I'm so excited uh, to be here. I'm so sorry that last week the episode didn't come out um, because God, there's just times where God's just like, nah. And that was that was one of those weeks last week where God was just like, nah, come tap back in um, and we're going to whip something else up. So I'm really excited for today and for this message because this is something I'm really passionate about and something that I feel like isn't really talked about a whole lot, and it's so simple and fundamental, uh, but yet gives God the glory. And today we're going to be talking about friendships. And you guys have wanted me to talk about relationships as a whole, but I feel like I really got to separate that into different sections, whether that's friendships, family relationships, actual intimate relationships with a with a spouse or a significant other. And today we're going to talk about friendships and how to not only choose wise friends, but how to allow your relationships to be a vessel for God to show his glory. And I'm really hyped for it today. And um, there's going to be a multitude of things we're going to talk about. Like how I said, stewarding into wise relationships, how to not lead on codependency and allowing your friends to be the main source of your identity. And um, just a multitude of things. I'm, I'm really hyped. I'm really excited. And um we're sitting here and learning about this, not just for your sake, but for the full sake for God to be glorified. And that's kind of the mission today is, um, and I feel like that's what why God needed to pull me back and then send me back out is because I feel like the structure of my, like, what do you call these? They not sermons. We're just talking about the word, but I feel like the theme or the layout or the blueprint of it is going to change. Because obviously God is the center, but I want it to be less of we have to, we have to, we have to. And I want it to be more of look at God, look at God, look at God. Does that make sense? Because the whole reason as to why God had to send his son in the first place is because we we can't fully hold up our end. So how can I just keep looking at God, looking in the heart of the Father and uh, letting him just love me? Um not to encourage my iniquity, but how can I let God be God um, without me trying to add anything more onto it when God already does so much on his own? Um, there's things we need to do, of course, which is what we're going to be talking about. But I want to put more emphasis on the main character of everything that we're talking about is God and not us. And I think sometimes there could be a lot of solutions and there needs to be more scripture and gospel, which I feel like I do a good job of that. But God was like, no, we need to do a little more. So I'm really excited for today. Um, and yeah, I think uh, sometimes we can focus on our individuality in Christ. But then when it comes to forming relationships, whether that's friendships, intimate relationships, or family relationships, we could become passive and just have relationships with whoever 
as long as our I, our individuality with Christ is good, like we need to glorify Christ all the way around. So how can we do that through our friendships today? That's what we're going to talk about because who you surround yourself with is important. So the Bible says, uh, Proverbs 12, 26, the righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the w- wicked leads them astray. Let's pray and get into this word and um, how God's wanting to speak today. I'm so excited, y'all. And I missed y'all so much. If you're looking on YouTube, my room's kind of christmas Um, I got a Christmas tree and my wrapping is so stinking cute this year. Hold on. Let me show y'all real quick. This one's for my friend Chloe, but look at, look at the present. If you're listening and not watching, just know what's chocolate brown on chocolate brown. And everybody's getting a handwritten letter and some goody goodies. I love gift giving. It's one of my love languages. <laughs> it's one of them. Um, my fun facts, my biggest love language is acts of service because acts of service is the only love language that is able to tap into all the other love languages. And my, my philosophy on that is because I do things because I love you, whether if that's words of affirmation, whether if that's, um, gift giving or spending quality time or, or physical touch, I do those things Like those are all things you have to do, which is technically a service. And I don't do anything if, if I don't love you like that, (laughs) does that make sense? So that's my love language, acts of service. And I do believe acts of service is the only loving, only love language that's able to tap into every single other love language. I've never heard a take on that. That's just my, uh, that's just my philosophy on it. Okay. Let's pray. I'm getting sidetracked. Uh, Dear Heavenly Father, we just come to you today and we thank you. We praise you for who you are and um, who you continuously will be forever and ever. We just thank you for your presence. We thank you for um, just speaking your word. And um, literally, you're the creator of the universe and you left a book behind for us. So we are just so thankful that you have left us with the Bible, with your word, with your instruction, with your love, with your care, with your mercy. And we are just so blessed to be in the presence of you every single day, God. So I pray as we step into this conversation that your will is made known, that your will prevails, and that to those who need to hear, they will hear. I pray that we come with open hearts, open minds, and open hands, hearing the goodness of you, Father. And I pray that uh, we seek a new revelation or we're reminded of one father God. So I just pray that, um, you just take me over as a vessel and use me to your fullest ability to just speak to your people. Um, and I just pray everything that I said is done out of gentleness and patience and most of all faith, father God, I pray that, uh, your will is done, that you give me the confidence to speak, that you make me wise, that, um, we just do this dang thing. And I'm so excited Sorry, me popping my knuckles. Uh, and I'm so excited, Father God, for you to deliver the word that you need to deliver. Yes, Jesus. I just pray that um, as we talk about friendships, that me along with your people know that you are the ultimate friend. That you, Jesus, are our bestest friend. And we're asking you to be a friend to us today. And to show us what it's like to hold relationships and friendships that glorify and honor you. This is all about you. Take away any preconceived idea or notion. 
I just pray we come at your feet uh, with no expectations except for you to be good. Oh, we love you. Oh, how we love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. Speak to your people. Help someone this week. This is going to be someone's answered prayer. And I'm so, I'm so excited. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, um, I think a lot of y'all thought this episode was going to be different because it's titled Friends with Benefits. And if you know what that actually means, <laughs> it means not really what we're going to talk about. I just thought it was a clever title. Well, maybe we'll talk a little bit of it. We'll see where the Holy Spirit wants to wants to lead it. But I want to talk about holding healthy relationships as a Christian walking in this lifestyle. Uh, how are you supposed to pursue people as friends when you're walking as a new creation in Christ? And I have such a beautiful story um, and testimony of mine that's huge and important that literally aligns with this message as a whole. Um, I talk about my best friend, Annika, all the time. And uh, the reason as to why I do is because, y'all, that girl done stuck with me through the through the dang dirt. Like, she's seen everything. And uh, what's so beautiful about me and Annika's relationship is that she's the one who brought me to Christ. So she seen pre-saved Emmy and after saved Emmy, like the best friend she has right now was not the best friend she had four years ago, but she saw what was so beautiful about me and Annika's relationship is that because she was so rooted in Christ, God gave her the vision to see what he was going to do in my life. And because God gave her the ability to see that she was able to edify and encourage me through Christ. So I could grow into the woman that I was always called to be through Jesus. Does that make sense? And not a lot of people are willing to do that, to stand by people and steward and steward and steward, especially because me and Annika were unequally yoked (laughs) because I was smoking the Zaza and doing the rah-rah and all that stuff. And Annika was fully living life for Jesus unapologetically. So we were two separate people living two separate lives. But yet when we came together, Annika saw the potential in me and the calling that God had over my life. And God gave her the instruction to pour into me and steward over me, which was awesome and amazing. So a part of this testimony was Annika was my, I don't want to say my first like real friend, because I've had real friends that I'm still friends with to this day um, that I love so much. And they also came to Christ, which is really awesome. But Annika was my first friend that really didn't give a dang about my baggage. If anything, she was gravitated towards it. Like she was like, I love the garbage. Like, let me take it out. Like that was Annika. Also, my nose is itching so bad. What is going on, child? I'm having a hard time. My nose was not itching until I started recording. I feel like every time I record, my nose be itching. I'm like, why? Why is this? Anyways. uh, But Annika was gravitated towards my garbage. And she was just like, yeah, let me look through this. Like, let me dumpster dive. And I was like, girl, like, she really wanted all of me. And I've had great friends. But in high school, you know, Not a lot of people are wise enough or have the discernment to look at your life and be like, oh, I see that you're actually hurt here and I want to help you. 
usually in high school, people be seeing your problems and be like, oh, get away from me, which was a lot of the friendships I went through, which is okay because, you know, we in high school, like things are bound to happen. And that's how I would respond as well. So Annika really just seeing me as a whole, good and the bad, and wanted all of it. And because of the visibility that God gave her, like the insight of my life and what it, and what he wanted to do through it, uh, she was able to steward me and disciple me under God's instruction and under his provision. And because Annika was one of the first people to really love me in an unconditional way, her and her family just like opened their arms up to me. Over time, unintentionally, I started to make Annika my God. And I didn't know this, but I was receiving so much love, affirmation. I was being heard, loved, and seen by her that I didn't know how to find my own identity in Christ alone. Like if something happened to Annika, I was done. Like I remember um, when COVID like first happened, I was freaking the absolute heck out because I was like, if something happens to Annika, like I'm going to be screwed. I don't care if something happens to me, but if something happens to Annika, I'm a freak out. And I, w- I was so, and it was good to love your friends. And this is my best friend and I love her unconditionally, but it got to a point to where I was all like, no, this is my everything. And what she feels, I feel. What she goes through, I go through. Like, I was so codependent off Annika unintentionally because I wanted to be seen, heard, and loved. And I was by her, but she can't give me the full extent that I was looking for that could only be found in Christ. And I was looking to Annika as my God unintentionally. And she was doing everything she needed to do. But I was subconsciously making her an idol because this was the first like person in real life who was able to like show me that love that I needed. And unintentionally, I started to pursue her and make her number one over God, like I said, unintentionally. And what shook my whole world was when Annika went to YWAM, which is a uh, missionary school. This girl left me for a year to Hawaii. I visited her once and like she came back and she was like, who the heck is my friend? Because I was no longer like, y'all, I used to stay at her house every single night and I had to cuddle with her and lock feet with her. Like that's how close I was to this woman. And it's not that we're not that close anymore. It's just like, I'm just not, we're close. I'm just not codependent. Does this make sense? And um, when she was in Hawaii, I was stuck, but not by myself because I knew God was still here, but it felt like when she left, God was just kind of sitting and he was like, you ready to like talk to me? Like just me and you time. You ready for this now? And I'm like, I'm going to have to be cause she's gone. And, um, that interaction taught me so much when I was relying on her for my happiness, for my joy for affirmation for my identity and when she got up and left and pursued a calling and her own identity and what God wanted her to do God was like yeah we're I'm gonna let you know who you really are and who I've made you to be and that's pretty much the whole theme or one of them at least of what we're gonna be talking about today 
is how to find good relationships with the balance of not making them your idols and the main source of your identity, but also allowing friends to speak into you the way that they should, the way that Christ intends through edifying words, through encouragement, through prayer, through all of these things, but to not make them an idol. And uh, I, 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 I told y'all, I've been through this with Annika and it, it was hard, but it was absolutely necessary. So when making wise friendships, you have to ask two questions. First one, why am I friends with this person? Some of y'all don't even ask that. Like, why am I friends with Susie? Why am I friends with Josie? Why am I friends with her? And not only, because uh, sometimes we could be so focused on jumping on what are their intentions. Like, no, what's my intention? Like, why am I friends with this person? Why do I need them as a friendship, as someone who is close in my life, who could intercede, who could pray for me, who could love me, or let alone, are they even doing any of that? Are they encouraging me? Which brings me to the next question you need to ask, like, what are their fruits? Examine their fruits. The Bible says uh, the fruits of the Spirit, um, it's in Galatians 5, how it's love, peace, forbearance, kindness, gentleness, patience, I think I said that, but these are the fruits of the spirit. Do my friends carry the fruits of the spirit? So what are my intentions? And do my friends carry the fruits of the spirit? Do they carry the love of Christ? Are they able to edify me and encourage me? And am am I even equally yoked with them? Which lines up with the question of you needing to examine their fruits. Do we even align, not even just in the physical, but in spirit? Because, yeah, you guys can make the same income, go to the same school, be the same age, have the same dang birthday so you could throw a birthday party together, but have two completely different outlooks of who God is. And that could change everything. Because in my relationships, the people who are my friends, they're the ones who have the say-so of like, hey, you're messing up right here. Or you're doing great right here because we serve the same God and we're equally yoked when it comes to wisdom, when it comes to discernment. And, and there's some things where my friends are better and I'm, I lack in it maybe, or I'm better in it, or my friends may lack in it. But when we come together, it's a full expression of who Christ is, which is the whole point of friendships. I think sometimes um, we could perceive friendships as something to just keep us company. Oh, I need to have friends so I'm not lonely. I need to have friends so I don't feel abandoned or betrayed or so I don't feel sad or bad about myself. I need friends so I know who I am. I need friends so they can tell me what to wear. When in all actuality, the whole point of friendships is so God can be glorified through it. Because when God's people come together, it's a full expression of who God is. This has nothing to do with you as much as you think it does. It has everything to do with God being glorified. So when you come together in friendships, the whole point of it is not for you to find a legitimate need in an illegitimate way. It's so God can be expressed through your friends to help not just you, but the people around you. So do your friends give God the glory? And forget if they're just good for you. Are they good for God? Are they good for the mission? Are they really edifying the church? Are they helping people? Are they just good people in general? Like, 
are your friends really your friends? And I think sometimes we forget what friendships actually mean. Because for a long time, I thought friends was just people I would hang out with when I was bored. And for the longest time, I thought my friends were just people that I smoked with. And I used to have a lot of friends who would, quote unquote, encourage me in not so much of a good way. Are your friends really your friends? Are they encouraging you in the way that Christ needs to encourage you? Are they being vessels of Christ? Are they pouring into you? And keep in mind, if you're if you're a Christian listening to this and you've been on this walk with God for a while, I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh, I don't have worldly friends because I still do, but I still set that boundary of like, I'm not going to come to you about this stuff because you're not able to pour into it. But there's some people I have where God has called me to store it into them and disciple them and all this stuff, which is fine. But the friends you have that are going to pour into you and love you the way that Christ wants you to, like, that requires a lot of discernment. And it requires a lot of wisdom as well. You got to be wise about the people you allow in your circle. You got to be wise about the people you surround yourself with. And like I said, it's fine to pour into other people. But your friends, just like how they represent Christ, at the same time, could also represent you. What do I mean by that? So we're full advocates and representations of who Christ is, right? But if I'm saying I'm a Christian, I'm a woman of God, and I'm hanging out with all these girls who honestly just sleep with all these men, party all night, smoke this, drink that, go out every single weekend or every single night, uh, not actually facing their problems, but suppressing it with the illegitimate need. Um, And I'm not saying these are bad people. I'm just saying these are not wise people. So if I were to be someone who's truly running and sprinting after the Lord, and I'm surrounded by women who don't even love the Lord by their actions, what do you think that tells other people about me? <laughs> because I heard this, um, I heard this analogy. I didn't even write this down, but I heard this analogy the best. I think it was like through a TikTok or something. But this guy was like, okay, if you see a pack of lions, but you knew one of them was good, would would you go up to him? Like, would you go up to the pack of lions if one of them was good? No, because it's a pack of lions. It's the same thing. You could be, quote-unquote, a pack of lions, and you could be, quote-unquote, the good lion, but people are not going to want to approach you <laughs> or or pursue you in the way that they should because you're surrounding yourself with lions who want to eat people <laughs> and devour them. Do you get what I'm saying? So it it's really, it takes a lot of wisdom and discernment to choose your friends because they're representing Christ through you through the relationships they are representing Christ. And in my friendships, like I want to be approached with the word of God. I want I want people to approach my friends. I want people to love my friends. I want people to see the love of Christ through my friends. Like I the whole point of the relationships I have with my friends is for Christ to be magnified. And if I'm encouraging iniquity and not holding them accountable and all these things, like what, what does that say about the God that we're serving if we're encouraging each other in sin and iniquity? Like, wise, 
Friendships sharpen one another. And some of y'all friends don't do that at all. Is it time for me to talk about that? Yes, it is. Because I just brought up the iron sharpens iron and I was like, oh, wait, I think I wrote that later on, but I'm going to bring it up right now. Proverbs 27, 17. It says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And when you got wise friends, you're going to sharpen like this. It's so nice. But to be sharpened, let's talk about the good part. You got a wise friend and a wise friend. And iron sharpens iron, right? It's a motion that happens like this. In order for you to be sharpened, there has to be impact. You got to go toe to toe. What does that look like? Accountability. Correction. Love. Working through the fruits of the spirit. Being there during the hard times. Exemplifying love in all the highs and all the lows. It's impact. You are sharpened through impact. Because you just can't be sharpened on your own. When iron sharpens iron, you are sharpening one another through impact. Whether if that looks like loving one another in hard times or holding each other accountable. When iron sharpens iron, it requires impact. So don't think when you got wise friends, it's going to be this easy la-di-di, la-di-da. Nah, it's just as much work because... Real relationships is sticking through this process of sharpening. Not so real relationships is when you put one of these down. Do we understand? So I used to be in relationships to where uh, I thought, or to be keep it a buck, I was even thinking about this, but God made me a beautiful little sword or dagger or whatever. And uh, I was in friendships to where God was calling me to be in friendships to where, uh, hold on, let me rephrase. God wanted me to be in friendships that exemplified Proverbs 27, 17 to where iron sharpens iron. But because I wasn't focused on that back in the old days, God made me a beautiful dagger and I was hitting the thing that he sharpened up against wood and I was getting dulled, getting dulled out. I have friends that were straight bricks. (laughs) I had friends that were so square. Oh, y'all not even a trash talk, but man, like I'm glad I went through it. But at the same time, like Y'all, like, let's be real. I have some friends, and I'm never going to say no names on here, but I let, okay, last year, was it last year? Last year, I had three people leave me in the same month, and I was like, and at first I was like, no, and then I was like, praise God, because they was just boards that my my sharpened little dagger was going against and they were doling me the absolute frick out because of their iniquity their sin the fact they couldn't take accountability and i'm talking about i had friends um who one of them i really now that i look back at it i believe she's an unintentional narcissist (laughs) another one to where i was just actually i feel like all of them were narcissists or at least I did tendencies. Now that I think about it, I'm like, wait, I think all of them were pretty narcissistic um, because their problems 
Like, they have their own personal problems, and then they take it out on me. And um, I was just the punching bag of the relationship. If they were going through it, I'd take the hit, even if I wasn't even around. Um, And as soon as I'd set boundaries, they'd get mad. It, It was just, like, a lot of stuff. It was just a lot of wasn't wasn't I wasn't equally yoked with these people um and I knew that because God had sharpened me and I was getting doled out every time I was in the presence of them every single time so I had to get up and leave and um I used to have friends I and I think this is where like a lot of y'all need to ask are they really my friend are they really gonna stick around because y'all will I'm not gonna say y'all okay I'm, I'm not trying to you 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 because I used to do the same but there's been a lot of times where I would be friends with people who said they loved God and they didn't love God <laughs> they didn't really love God like that um I had friends who would put their problems on me and I would be the punching bag for everything that was going on in their lives whether if I was there or not I had friends who would talk behind my back and openly disrespect me in front of other people. I had friends who would steal from me and never give it back. I had friends, and this is the one I hate the most, who would encourage me to smoke, drink, sleep with people instead of actually see my need and encourage me through Christ. Because some of y'all actually need to go to therapy, go to church, and seek new people And your friends right now are telling you to go out to the club and turn up. Oh, girl, you trying to get over him? Let's go out tonight and let's get wasted. Let's put on the hottest, skimpiest thing you got out. Let's take some flicks and let's throw it back at the club. You think you're finding peace through that? This isn't woman empowerment, by the way. (laughs) Like, you put it on... The tiniest skirt and the tiniest top going out to the club is not going to fix the fact that your mom left you. You need Jesus. And your friends who are encouraging you to drink a 1942 bottle instead of, tur- instead of turning to the page 1942 in the Bible is the one who's leading you to corruption. Some of y'all need to change your friends ASAP. Because you're allowing them to dictate the things that you should do to so you can encounter healing. This cannot be. And I think your friend and your friends may have great intentions for for you to be the best to for you to be the best person or version that you are, but that's under their wisdom, not God's. Because I would have friends. Who would encourage me to go out to the club or like sleep with this guy? Oh, you want to get over it? Like go hang out with so-and-so. Oh, smoke this, smoke that. And I think they did have an actual heart to want to see me do better and feel better. But they, their judgment upon that was within their own fake wisdom rather than true wisdom, which is found in Christ. Oh, I love this episode so much. <laughs> I love this episode. Oh my gosh. I love this episode. I don't want to stop. Uh, oh, I love this episode. Here's the real question in the real tea. Why did I stay in? Wait, what's this position? <laughs> Yo, 
I'm looking like a dad. I got too comfortable. I forgot a camera was on me. Hold on. <laughs> so the real question is, hello? So the real tea and the real question is, why did I stay in these friendships knowing dang well they weren't serving me? And I think a lot of y'all can ask that to yourselves. Whether if you're in a relationship with your boyfriend or with friends, and they do you dirty time after time after time, and they're not encouraging or edifying you in Christ, why do we stay? Why do we stay? And God gave me my answer to mine. Um, I stayed in toxic relationships because I was afraid of abandonment. I was afraid of being betrayed. I was afraid of being left in the dirt. And I'd rather have a false sense of security than being truly alone. And once I brought that to Christ, he was like, girl, don't you know you're never alone in me? God literally comes with three and one. <laughs> like, God's like, I got my son, you got me and the Holy Spirit that dwells within you. And uh, something I've been telling myself recently when I don't feel like God is near, and I didn't write this down. I just feel like this is so wholesome to share. Um, I used to be scared of my own heartbeat, but now every time I feel it, it just reminds me that God is near. And that's what God was telling me, that he's near, that I'm not alone, and he will never abandon me. And I had to ask God to give me, uh, I, I asked him to pretty much treat me as a friend, like God, like, and, and not just through people. Like when Annika, like I said in the beginning of this podcast, when she got up and left to Hawaii, like I was stuck and I had to ask God to be my friend because I thought the perfect friend was her, but the perfect friend is Jesus. And I, I asked him to show me that and he did. And because of that, I was able to grow healthy boundaries, set them in a, in a responsible, wise manner and find friends and get rid of ones, um, who weren't serving me and allow people to actually love me the way that Christ wants to. So when we come together, it's a full representation of who he is. And, um, in my old friendships, my friendships were a false sense of my identity and security. And it's so sad because it was unintentional. I felt like I was subconsciously and unintentionally using my friends to affirm something in me that only God could affirm. Whether if that's my existence as a whole, my career, what I look like, the dang clothes I wear. I was subconsciously letting my friends... uh affirm that for me and it's terrible on my end and I had to repent for it because I was using them without me even noticing it when all those things I should be going to God about and I and a lot of you guys don't know who you are without your friends you don't know what you would do if you were to not text them right now you wouldn't know how to respond in this situation if your bestie wasn't there a situation happens in your life. You texting your friends like, what do I do? You would have no idea if they weren't there. Who does Christ call you to be? How does Christ give you instruction? You know? 
Such great news. God wants to fulfill our needs and our identity. And we could have better friendships by allowing God to be our friend. Let him set the blueprint and the foundation. This is so fundamental, but so important. And it can sound basic, but it's just as impactful. Friends come with benefits. That's the title. Friends with benefits, it's because friends come with benefits. Not as the world does. Friends with benefits in the world will give you a false identity, a false sense of security, a false suppressant of loneliness. Proverbs 12.26 says, The righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. Are you looking to have friendships the way that the world does or the way that Christ wants you to have relationships? Friends with benefits in the world will give you friends who will affirm your identity alone and be your main source instead of encouraging you to find that in Jesus. And you can find your identity by getting closer to God. Like the Bible is a book that you read and it simultaneously reads you. Press into God. Press into who he is. But holy friends come with holy benefits. And ooh, do I got some verses. Galatians 6, 2, carry each other's burdens and in this you will fulfill the law of Christ. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. John 15, 13, greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And I want to close out with um, with a story in scripture. And I feel like I had to like set it and then talk about this story. Because I feel like every time we talk about friendships, every pastor and person goes to the same dang story of the paralyzed man's friends carrying him into the presence of Jesus and God gave me a different outlook of it, and I just really want to share it. Uh, we're going to read in Luke 5, 17 through 20. Uh, and this is Jesus healing a paralyzed man from uh, carried by their friend's faith. It says, One day Jesus was teaching, and the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea from Ju- Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men came car- carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on, on his mat through the tiles to the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith. He said, friend, your sins are forgiven. Let's be real. Some of y'all don't got friends like this. Some of y'all don't got friends that one is willing to put you on a mat and carry you, let alone look at a crowd and be like, nah, that's not going to cut it. We're going to go a different way. And then actually go about the other way through the roof, lowering you down. Some of y'all don't have friends like that. Like we need to have friends that have faith like this, right? And um, we need to choose friends wisely that are faithful. And when you surround yourself, who you surround yourself with matters. And the beautiful insight that God gave to me in the story was because I think oftentimes when people preach, I think, not preach, 
just even talk about this story. I feel like when people talk about this story of the friends carrying the paralyzed man in front of the feet of Jesus, it's always circled around the fact of the friend's faith, the friend's faith, the friend's faith, which is a very crucial part of the story for sure. But what's so beautiful about this story is that each friend from the man who was actually paralyzed laying down on the mat to the person carrying to the friend carrying the front right side of the mat, the front left side of the mat, the friend carrying the back right side of the mat, the other friend carrying the back left side of the mat. Like each friend had a different job, but cohesively came together. Not so they could perform a miracle, but so it glorified Jesus. Because the whole point of this story isn't because Oh, because of these friends' faith, the paralyzed man was healed. The whole point of the story is God used this friendship together to come through a roof of a building, to be placed at the feet of Jesus, so Jesus can be glorified, so Jesus could perform the miracle. Yes, out of response, out of their faith, but the main attraction is Jesus. Are your friends willing to be vessels not just for themselves and for oh my gosh my faith that's why jesus did that jesus could have done done that on his own do your friends allow themselves to be full vessels of christ to be instruments so they could give god the glory because that whole struggle was a setup by god They came together to fully represent, to be a full representation of God, to be a vessel through faith, laid this man in front of Jesus so Jesus could heal him. God used them for his glory. We need to do that with our friends. The glory of God needs to be seen through our friendships, not just in our personal identity, but who we identify with when it comes to our relationships, who our friends are. Who's actually carrying you in that situation? If you were to pick four friends right now, who is it? Or even two? Who's going to do it? I have some applications. Then we're going to head out. Um, application number one, let the word be the filter of your friendships. Like, now how there's like water filters, you got to put the yuck yuck water through the through the filter so you get clean water. Same thing with the word. Any and everything that is yuck yuck or confusion or you don't know what's going on based off of your own understanding, put it through the word. If you're confused about a friendship, take that friendship and match it up to the word of God and see what he says about it. Look at the fruits of the spirit. Second one, let your let all of your friendships give God the glory. It's a friendship that's way bigger than you. It's a friendship that glorifies God. And third one, identify your individual, excuse me. Third one, identify your individuality in God. Who does God call you to be? And how is he calling you to help others? How is he calling you to be a friend? Because when you go up to heaven, your girlfriend's not going to be next to you. It's going to be you and God. Let him pour into you. Build that personal relationship. 
He knows everything inside of your brain. Give it to him. Give it to him. Give it to him. Yep, that was good. I can't wait to watch this. I'm really excited about this. A few announcements, and then uh, we're going to skedaddle. Um, first things first, thank you for watching this episode. Um, if you have prayer, there's a link down below um, so we can pray for you. Um, second one being if you've gotten saved through any of these podcasts, um, there's a link that's I am sa- or I just got saved, fill out your name, how I can pray for you, etc. And the last thing, if you feel led to tie towards this ministry, there's a Cash App link below this YouTube video or in the link of my Instagram, which is Save Not Soft Podcast. Um, and you could tie with whatever the Lord put it on your heart. If he didn't, or if you don't feel led to tie, that's totally okay. Prayers, please, y'all, please pray for this podcast. And for me, please, because I desperately um, need it. This is a huge responsibility, and it's definitely something I can't do on my own. So if you could just please pray for wisdom, guidance, discernment, and um, just that angels continuously protect me, um, that would be amazing. But yeah, I love you guys so much, and thanks for tuning in and just always being so amazing. May the Lord bless you this week, and I'll see you guys two weeks from now. Love you guys. Bye.